0: Welcome to the Board Game Snobs podcast. Critically harsh reviews
1: with a touch of class.
0: The this ain't the board game snobs podcast. Yes, this it is, is not our hundredth Is it?
1: It is a board game snobs podcast.
0: Yeah, but it's not the it's original. It's me and you uh, together. It's not OG. So does it not
1: count if we're not physically together?
0: uh yeah, doesn't count.
1: Together,
0: this together is just me a,
1: uh, and me how about and you together. <laughs> as one of me.
0: <laughs> Are you done? Oh, the only time I can talk is in between your drinks. (laughs) (laughs) The only time I get a
1: word in edge rise. There must be quite a bit of time in between drinks. That's Uh, all I'm saying.
0: uh, You just walk all over me and interrupt me at every turn. I can't even. I
1: have to interrupt you or else you won't shut up.
0: (laughs) Uh, Be sure and release this before uh, the 27th of March. Because that is the well. Uh, uh,
1: unfortunately, you're about a month late.
0: No, <laughs> of April. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm Marty, we're going back
1: to the future.
0: <laughs> it's been a rough. It's been a rough time. It's been a really rough time. I ain't gonna lie. But uh, the reason is because there's a Kickstarter going on. If you're not I gonna haven-
1: lie, you must not like big butts.
0: I like Big Butts, and I cannot lie, <laughs> okay. but the thing that I like more than Big Butts is Kickstarters. There you <laughs> go. I, I had, uh, I'm having a hard time not, uh, I haven't bought anything, any board games this year so far, really. And Me so neither. I'm, you know,
1: I I made that uh, 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 <sighs> resolution, goal. goal, whatever you want to call it, to not buy any games. Well, that's not it. I did, and I haven't bought any big games. I've bought two small card games. Does that count? No, it yes. count. I think if it's twenty dollars and below, it don't count. Mm. I bought the crew, which me and Chardonnay discussed, and I bought uh what the crap else did I buy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Must not have been any good if you can't remember.
1: <laughs> my memory like, my memory is legit shot.
0: Well, that's because you, you, you don't have what? enough thiamine. All the alcohol depletes thiamine. What you about mean, Alvin and Theodore?
1: Thymon, Alvin, Theodore?
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. That do, was not funny. Do, 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 do. What is nobody lo- nobody really liked the chipmunks. No. I really don't think anybody the only chipmunks
1: did. I liked was uh Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Uh,
0: oh, oh <laughs> I oh not, not the talking about the strippers, the male strippers, I mean, the Chippendale dancers.
1: I said they're going, What? Where are you going <laughs> with this? Only if it's Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze.
0: Oh, everybody loves Chris Farley and Patrick <laughs> Swayze. That
1: was some greatness. That was yeah. some greatness.
0: <laughs> you gotta love. You gotta love the fact that they were able to pull that off.
1: Chris Farley was just. Oh my God! I miss that guy. I miss that guy. When he was uh, doing that one skit, where he's eating those fries. <laughs> he's eating fries with Adam Sandler, and they're all like, you know, they're supposed to be uh, women, and he goes, mm, "These fries are so good." <laughs> Adam Sandler says, "I thought you were on a diet. Leave me alone. I'm starving." <laughs> But it's just uh, his face when he do it. This face is so good. <laughs> Chris Farley. Uh, nobody can nobody can nobody can uh, imitate him. No, there's no Chris Farley of our time.
0: Uh you are the closest one we have. <laughs> you're the closest oh, one you we have.
1: You flatter me. You flatter me. Is it because uh, I'm physically a uh, uh, comedic?
0: Yeah. Pretty much. You're physically comedic. That's a good <laughs> saying. You're a fat guy in a little podcast. Get that one. That was a best, That was that was Tommy Boy, wasn't it?
1: That's true. But I would venture fat. to say I'm not the only fat guy in a podcast.
0: Mm. Uh, do you think that that's? I do I mean, on a
1: derailed, regular basis.
0: You've derailed me so much here. <laughs> that podcasts are appealing to people who have girth because of it being a passive uh it it, it, because it's a passive way of getting their thoughts out without people having to look at them do you think that like promotes people who generally would not be very vocal and outstanding speakers but yet you put a microphone in front of them they have some anonymity
1: literally i mean that's like a phrase of radio you have a face for radio that's like a you know you've heard that before (laughs) Because I've heard
0: that. I've said that. But that's not my point. My but, point but, but is that— I mean, it applies to
1: podcasting, though. It's like, this person, if you were to view him, mean, like he wouldn't be a newscaster. He's not going to be a movie star. But he's got a good voice. So you subtract that because the world is shallow and people like to see pretty people. That's why JFK was uh, elected, right? What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Where did that come from?
1: You I never, wait, you, the historian, have never heard that?
0: a JFK was elected because he was pretty. Yes, I didn't. I know. I thought it was his foreign policy. I didn't know what. <laughs> tell As me about not, this, Mister Historian.
1: Y'all contract on dope, yo. I can't do a uh, Boston accent, whatever that is.
0: Nobody. No, can do I mean accent.
1: it was like they were saying that he was like the beginning cuz like he was the first president elected i think during like the boom of tv so people could see him and he was a good-looking man thus that swayed the vote people there's been studies done where people just automatically tend to trust or view people as you know in a leadership role due to them being tall and good-looking
0: the tall thing is correct there's a lot of people who, they've done studies about that. People who are tall get paid more.
1: Thus, uh, John Krasinski is in charge of the world.
0: Is he making sure everybody's happy? He's, he's. I don't, John Krasinski, he's a talented man. But I must say that since this is probably going to, since we're getting derailed, I was forced to watch him as uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah. Because my wife watches every spy show ever, and uh, I was not impressed. That was very boring. Really, very boring. Yes, uh, it's watched, very cliche. I
1: think I watched like the first four or five episodes, and I, yeah, I was kind. Of, well, that's always a thing to me. Like if I make it through four or five episodes, and I still didn't finish the season, apparently I wasn't interested. It didn't. It didn't do enough to make me like. Oh my god, I got to see the next episode. But I don't give that to him. I mean, I like him. No, no. For me, don't it, get me wrong. He's good. For me, it like, was just good. the story.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just a story. He's good. He's really good. Uh, but yeah, it, he it, the the actual writing was awful, just awful. There was a there was a bad guy in one season who had like a messed up face or eye. I uh, not not now no, mind you. I was watching this with my wife, so I wasn't paying much attention. He had like a messed up eyeball or face. And literally, I swear, in one scene, they accidentally reversed the eye. And <laughs> it was like he was messed up on the left side. And then like in one other scene that they went in, he was it was on the right.
1: Maybe there was like a mirror universe or something.
0: Uh, oh, hard merge <laughs> and bad. spoiler alert for anybody who has watched Star Trek Discovery season one. Have you watched season one?
1: No. That uh, speaking of shows, I watched like the first, maybe even seven episodes of, and I just I didn't go back.
0: I made the mistake of having to. Well, I'll I'll get into some more stuff here, but I, I ended up having CBS All Access because I wanted to watch Picard, which I watched all of Picard, which we'll talk about here in a second. But after I watched Picard, I wanted I, I hadn't watched Discovery. I watched a few episodes and then realized to my horror that it was 15 episodes long.
1: 15. 15. Oh, I can. So, I, like,
0: I powered through and I oh, I'm just going to let you watch it. If you get a chance to watch it, oh, I'm hoping no. the second <laughs> well, season is that, better.
1: With that uh review, I'm not anxious to do it.
0: Well, what the thing is is that I've never again few shows that have this much potential but yet get so bogged down in trying to tell a story that nobody cares
1: about are and they, they trying miss. to tell a story or are they trying to like make some sort of statement
0: no that they, they I know everybody was saying I know a lot of people said that I know a lot of people were going on about how oh it was it's trying to make a statement or something I, 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 which found I that don't, it,
1: was, it which I I mean I don't. I don't know what the statement is, but I'm just saying. There's sometimes there's shows that try so hard to make some sort of political, social statement. It's like, where's the show? Where? Why is? Why are we going to this weird direction? We're, I'm watching I Star did, Trek, which Star Trek I understand historically was a socially aware, conscious show. Like it was it, the first in many fields in that way.
0: It had a Russian in it. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, that was a big deal back in the sixties and seventies to have a Russian pilot.
1: Nuclear and, uh, you know, vessels. I mean, huh? Nuclear vessels.
0: Nuclear vessels, yes. And he did a great job. Uh but anyways, don't get I'm gonna let you watch Discovery and then I'll get back at uh, you. Or I'll just talk I'll just talk about it at some other time because I wanted to rant about Picard. I've only got enough energy to rant about Picard. Oh, uh, okay. So let me tell you about Picard. You've watched Picard, right?
1: Uh yeah, hold on. Hold on just one second. All right, keep going.
0: All right. You go you go but do I, what you I'm, gotta do. I don't do.
1: want to miss what you're gonna say because I wanna say what I wanna say.
0: Oh, okay. Well then I'll just say I'll talk to our fans while you're gone.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna get dragged in the mud here in a second.
0: No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. Go 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 close, go do what you gotta do. I'll be right back.
1: All right, so Gabby's
0: gone. We had an email from a Mr. Nathan Evans who basically discovered our podcast and started listening, and he mentioned our episode 63 and all our bad horse jokes. I'm going to have to start... uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember any bad horse jokes. They were all great, if I remember. Uh, He made an Instagram account just to follow us. Thank you, Nathan. Although, uh... That's, uh, I know how Instagram is. I asked Nathan, how did he come to find us? He says, I found you guys by pure luck because of the quarantine going on. I was going through my games to see if there were some I could try to relearn and play with the family. TI version 3 had been sitting on my shelf for four years and never finished learning it. I always known it was heavy and never intended to play it with the family. I wanted to take some time more time with it just in case I felt like teaching it to friends. I generally work alone. I am an assistant winemaker and cellar master in training at a winery in Idaho. I'm I'm very interested in that. Like, so this is a viticulturalist, a winemaker and cellar master. I want to be a cellar master. That just sounds like somebody who's You're in charge of the underground room for which they age wine. Mm. You're back, I I see. I'm reading an email from Mr. Evans.
1: Oh, okay.
0: He says, I figured I would... You'll have to read it because I've been responding to this email back and forth all day. He says, I figured I would search for a board game podcast that might help... (laughs) that might help me explain the game. I saw your podcast and read reviews and I found the episode that TI four was mentioned in. I gave it a shot. I learned nothing new about TI four, but quite enjoyed listening to the whole episode. Oh, I'm sure we mentioned
1: it in passing though.
0: I'm sure we mentioned it. Well, good for you, Nathan, Mr. Cellar master assistant. He's the assistant to the seller master in training.
1: What's a seller master
0: it's the person who's in charge of the cellar so i'm assuming that that's where they store the wine for it to be aged and if wine is anything like man i don't know if i even want to say this cuz i don't know if this is even happening correct but i had a, it I had ages a buddy finally i had a buddy who was a brewmaster and he talked about elevation and storage and temperature and how
1: that elevation. was such a
0: yeah, like where you were at, like in terms of your elevation, where you were brewing the beer, made it made made a difference.
1: Oh, that's why Coors Light is so big into the Rocky Mountains.
0: Well, yeah, it's like uh like German Riesling. I'm saying that wrong, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. like northern Michael Kieser? German, Norman Northern German, Norman, grapes.
1: Norman the German,
0: <laughs> Northern German, yeah Northern German grapes and Riesling was like a thing. Like, and I got into drinking that type of wine. Back when I was a wino, before I switched Ethan. to
1: whiskey, I need—I have discovered—I ah. need like in this uh, a, uh, a stay-at-home fashion, you know, where everybody's become alcoholics, basically. Yes, you're powering through your your backlogs of, uh, you know, what, what's in the very back of your liquor cabinets. <laughs> I yes. said, uh, I need a plethora. Like all I have is whiskey. I told my wife, I was like, you know, I, I, I will. But I can't just drink whiskey all the time. Like, I need, uh, you know, uh, a beer or uh, some wine or maybe a gin tonic every now and then or a martini. Like, all I have is whiskey. I need to go to the liquor store, make a run, which I saw you did.
0: I did. And I got a staple of mine. Um, I enjoy rum. Rum was really the first real alcohol that I enjoyed. And I bought. A very cheap, probably the cheapest bottle of rum that I like is at Kenichi. I normally buy the XO, which is like 30 bucks a the
1: fifth. Executive officer.
0: Yes. Well, they have a reserve that is a whopping $18 a fifth. Wow. I thought this cannot be good. It certainly can't be good. And I am, I am very impressed. This and is my like, new You house. know what?
1: good enough this is
0: my <laughs> this is my new house rum this is my new i mean it nicks as well the more you I'm drinking,
1: th- the better it tastes
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm drinking it straight right now it's great um, I'm, I'm i am sold on kenichi i have not bought the most expensive bottle they've, they've got a, a step up from the xo I'm, I, it's not the captain is it it's 27
1: like the, whole dollars <laughs>
0: I don't know. yeah, it's it's up there. It's pricey.
1: This is uh, our higher tier Kanichi. You're used to drinking the eighteen dollar version. We have this one here. It is twenty seven dollars. Mm. It was aged pocketbook.
0: in plastic bags <laughs> <laughs> uh, and fla- flavored with Equate brand honey.
1: <laughs> flavored with anxiety. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, speaking of yeah. anxiety. <laughs> Um, who was it? Somebody on our Facebook group. we
0: got oh, a Facebook sorry. group. Sorry,
1: sorry, Ted It was, I'm looking it up now. Go ahead. It was one of uh, the regular commenters, Ted. Yeah, if I had it pulled up, anyway, he said. He said, uh, I asked the question, like, what sort of, we've been doing all kinds of podcasts. We're recording by ourselves. I'm recording with Charday. We've done some interview. We did two interviews. So we've kind of hit the whole plethora of different ways we can do this. I said, I said, what do y'all prefer? Or do y'all just like having something to listen to? Well, this guy says, I, you know, I like, he said, he's like the class, you know, me, you, and Enrique. He mm-hmm. said, is it just me, or can everyone hear just a hint of sadness in the separated podcast? <laughs> the quarantine podcast, he says, I sense a hint of sadness. It's like, oh, true. It's true. It's not the same.
0: I can't see your face. Well, get a camera. I have a camera, but I don't want you to see my face. Why? Because I don't want you to see the distress I have. My, <laughs> Jerry,
1: when did you go gray? <laughs> <laughs>
0: start looking pretty bad. I am kind of I am kind of nervous. Oh. So the reason this is topical for two things. One, this is something that's important. Pax Viking is on Kickstarter. Pax Viking, the second edition of Pax Renaissance and Conflict, which is the module for High Frontier is all on Kickstarter and ends April the 27th, I believe. It's already funded uh and I'm 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 almost so close to pulling the trigger on it because I remember our Where's good friend the trigger? our good friend Dan Thoreau really liked Pax Renaissance. Oh, and Peace. they've got the second Peace edition, out, and it
1: looked beautiful. Peace out, bro. Hey, you know I read somewhere that the higher the voice, like the more inclined people are to listen.
0: Is that true? I don't know. Is that I mean, is that the, is that true? Is that the case? I, I just I heard
1: that somewhere, and I, I I listen to lots of unreliable resources, so that's highly you, possible.
0: You, dude, Did Enrique tell you that? Huh? Uh, did Enrique tell you that?
1: <laughs> it was Enrique's Wikipedia page.
0: <laughs> well, uh, maybe that makes sense because isn't that why all the uh, was it not the 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 singers that were eunuchs that had that high pitched voice? Uh, what was that called? Uh,
1: uh, not Sopranos. Alto? Alto? That's the
0: HBO special. It's the uh, oh, I don't know. Dan, I don't know what Dan would know. Dan not because Dan knows Unix, but Dan knows about history. <laughs> and they used to do that. They used to castrate people to keep the voices high. Uh, Perhaps, that's, but what
1: is that real? It's like I always thought that was just like you know. Oh, you got kicked in the nethers. Oh, your voice goes high. That's true. Yes, that's true. Are you reading Enrique's Wikipedia page two? No, I'm reading history. You didn't know that? Don't act so... Was that in the school books? No.
0: I'm pretty sure it was. I stopped
1: reading in school.
0: Chapter (laughs) four, (laughs) The Story of Eunuchs. If
1: it wasn't in the social studies book, I didn't read it. Or or it was sci-fi. Was that sci-fi?
0: You knew that JFK was pretty. But you didn't know about (laughs) Unix. Well,
1: come on. Everybody knows JFK was pretty. He's classy. He was
0: a handsome man. He
1: was a handsome man. Mm.
0: Okay, so there's that. My other topical thing is that I'm on the COVID team at work now, meaning that we have a lot of community spread of the COVID. Not a lot by any means, but we're taking care of people that are at home from the hospital with COVID or not sick enough to be in the hospital. And so I I'm on that team of having to go into people's homes that have the virus.
1: So how many of, do you have?
0: Uh in our area, we have let's see, I've got 5 count. 5 counties.
1: Oh, I forget you're all over the area. I was about yeah, to say, because so, yeah, you said y'all just had like your first case where you live.
0: Yeah, so we just had our immediate, um, our our first uh, case in the county. But we, uh, the surrounding counties around here have got several cases. So anyways, so I'm being super careful and junk like that. But besides that and working. So you're not going to come see hospital.
1: me anytime soon.
0: Oh, no. will be all right.
1: At least two weeks.
0: It'll be another month before all this mess is over.
1: Unfortunately.
0: So. In Anyways. the
1: meantime, sadness prevails. <laughs> Am I right?
0: I'm not. I'm not sad. I'm enjoying myself. Me
1: neither. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As I crunch on the ice of my uh, cheap <laughs> rum <laughs> at three thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: day drinking! Where uh, would I be without you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, honestly, well, to, okay. You know, every, there's, oh. there's a group of people that are like, I'm good. I've been social distancing for years. Ha, <laughs> Then there's another group of people that are like, you know, they're just, they're devastated because they can't go out, hang out, do all the things they used to do.
0: I'm at I'm- home shipping champagne, <laughs> except without the sham. Get it? Pain? Uh-huh. I'm in pain. I get you. <laughs> I'm hurting because
1: I haven't seen Enrique. If only you could see my face. If only you could see.
0: I haven't seen Enrique in forever. I don't know if Enrique's even alive. I
1: I never thought I would say this. (laughs) I miss Enrique. Oh, no. Don't say it. Don't say it. I miss the little weird guy. I miss him. I know.
0: I wonder, is he still, you know, I miss him biting his fingernails and eating them. (laughs) I miss the awkwardness of him always eating, uh, always drinking Dr. Pepper slightly warmer (laughs) than the room temperature with no eyes.
1: Uh, He's our special boy. That weird
0: smell that he has. That's kind of like, I don't know. It's like a, it's like. It's like an old cheese. Like mildew. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like it's like a cheese smell about him. There's um, a lot about him.
1: But I'm like in between. Like I'm not I as the older I've gotten, the more withdrawn I've gotten anyway. So no Correct. I'm not big about going out and hey everybody, hey. But I do miss the people that I do associate, which is you and Mike and Crystal outside of my home. <laughs> Dijin Char. There's about five people, but that's it. That's all I miss, but I also miss them greatly Because like, like I said I, I, Every weekend we should do something And so yeah, that, that sucks
0: That's weird because I was my wife Besides her and the kids Which of course, I'm here at home with them Ugh. The only other people daddy. I associate with Is really You're
1: home, you. but yet you're not home, daddy
0: <laughs> They're not here right now
1: The uh, look in your eye <laughs> As you stare <laughs> off into the distance. <laughs> if, only you, it. if only you held me as much as you do your whiskey glass. <laughs> Stop it with this weird orphan
0: <laughs> British child voice. I want to talk about Picard.
1: Oh, let's talk about something else besides our pain.
0: <laughs> yes, I'll tell you what. I was so excited when I heard that Picard was coming back, just because I thought it would be this. The, all right, so there are there are times when nostalgia, when you're nostalgia. furthering a story, yes. is not is not wise. Such as I, I will say in Star Wars. Now I know we differ there, but the last three Star Wars movies have been horrid because they tried to rely on nostalgia and a poor storyline. With Picard and Star Trek, this is the appropriate time for nostalgia. This is the appropriate time to develop the most interesting parts of all the series. You know what the fans want. Just give it to them. What we got from Picard was this horrific storyline that... Who wrote this? Like, what what was their thought process behind? Some of the scenes in this show were mind-boggling bad. Just bad. And although I watched the first episode and I knew what I was in store for, I kept hoping it was going to get better. It got slightly better, but then ended in the dumbest way possible. Oh, my God. So,
1: essentially... In in fact... the ending. This is what ha- for me. I could have overlooked the things that I was like, eh, you know, uh, okay. Like uh, as you're probably going to say, oh, it didn't live up to lots of the potential it showed. No. So no. there's all this stuff out there. I'm like, okay, we didn't go this direction. All right, fine. I'm still with Picard. All right, they're gonna go. They didn't go that direction, but I'm still with Picard. I mean, it's still Star Trek. It's still Jean luc or JL. Oh, God. And uh,
0: J- 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 JL, cool J.
1: <laughs> I was wondering why I always kept licking his lips.
0: Oh, he's sitting over there. Peace out.
1: But the final part of this show, did you say spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. Please don't listen if you plan on watching Picard, which but don't I don't. Watch it. No, I don't. Don't watch it. Well, that's the, okay. So forget it. Whatever. The last part of the show i kept like that ruined it for me i'm like okay i could have overlooked everything if it was pointing this show in a new direction they're like all right you he did his thing he did his last hurrah here we go doctor who this rascal we're out of here you know without watching the show nobody knows what we're talking about but go ahead and then i guess we'll discuss in detail the last part
0: okay so essentially Picard. Is reminiscing about the death of Data and it's really bothering him. And then come to find out, I guess there has been Data had a daughter, two twins that were somehow made by Dr. Soon's son. And and those
1: twins.
0: Yes. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah. So this whole time, this whole story of Picard going to try to save Data's daughter was not compelling in the least. It it, it
1: because we're supposed to be reason, attached to a person we've never met before.
0: Yeah. And the the fact is we all suffered through Data's death already. Data died in the coolest way possible. There was no long drawn out looking somebody in the eye, oh uh, I miss you, I love you type thing. No, he saved his captain and he sacrificed himself.
1: He and did he what he had to do without really even thinking about it.
0: No, he took care of it. He took yeah. care of it. That's why everybody loves Data. And everybody loves the fact that Data... They, a, a, when you watch Next Generation, you love Data because you see him struggling to be human. And then he does this human sacrifice One. type thing right. for his captain. The most it's a, it's human
1: a, thing you can do. And so now we're supposed to another. love...
0: We're supposed to love all these other crew members that he has. And they all suck.
1: Uh, Raph... And name another one.
0: I don't know. There was the uh exactly uh, there w-
1: The Spaniard. I don't know what he was what his name is.
0: Uh yeah, he was cool. Uh I like the fact that he had this goofy hologram thing of himself all over the ship. Uh th- there was supposed to be some sexual tension between him and the blonde Ellen mm-hmm. Page looking no, doctor. No. And
1: there wasn't the washed then, out Ellen Page.
0: <laughs> the one that yeah, the one that made me the the maddest was this Romulan samurai that's supposed to be emotional. That way, that guy was completely useless. Samurai he did Spock with emotions. He did nothing. Samurai Spock did nothing.
1: He saved him that one time on the board he did, Cube. He, he
0: was he was completely pointless and negated by another character that they shoehorned in, being seven of nine, which seven of nine was actually. That storyline of the Borg and there being a Borg cube and them reclaiming the Borg, that was awesome. Why didn't they have that? Why wasn't that? Everybody knows that Star Trek, when First Contact came out, that was an awesome show. It was the best Star Trek movie. It was the Star Trek bad guy that was the most ultimate. And all the episodes of Star Trek that involve the Borg are almost always the best in terms of just the overarching story just have that you cannot tell me that John Luke being part of the board Collective was not more traumatic to him than data's death let's focus in on that let's have that be the focus of the show and no absolutely not no. they kill off they kill off oh what's his name Hugh. uh yeah they kill him off just because you know he was probably why not had, he had more range than anybody else in the show it would have been neat to see him fleshed out. And then we go on this goofy story of, basically, they took the story of Mass Effect, the video game, and shoehorned it into Star Trek, that there is some sort of cyborg-like race out in the ether that's going to come destroy story. Uh,
1: so MacGuffin planet where everybody's yeah,
0: at. A MacGuffin ultimate bad guy in a MacGuffin planet, and we show up and what happens? Oh, Picard dies. He doesn't sacrifice what, himself. That,
1: that, that's, what, that's the part of the thing that got me too. He's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself for you. And you know, in hopes that she sees how much he cares and how much the humans are willing to do to sacrifice themselves for these new uh, uh, android human crossovers right and, and so he goes up into space but he doesn't like die in battle or anything he dies from the weird brain thing they decided to give they wrote into the story that had nothing that had no zero effect on the story except for when he brings it up and he dies of it in the very end and then right totally negated when he gets resurrected into this new body they transfer his mind into a new fresh body is it a new young body no it's still Patrick Stewart (laughs) it's still Jean-Luc Picard 80 something years old or 90 I forget what they said his actual age was and I was Uh, like when when they brought out that thing I was like oh at first I was like oh my god then I was like Oh, well, maybe they're going to put him like into some new person, a Tom Hardy, and they're going to say this is this is Jean-Luc Picard off on new adventures, Doctor Who style, got a new body, let's go. No. They put his brain back into his body, minus the brain tumor or whatever, and okay, he's got five more years. I, I, you got this. Was,
0: you I, got I, the engine out of this '67 Chevy, and you put it right back <laughs> into the same body. You scraped off old, a little
1: rust. Yeah,
0: there you go it doesn't have that sound anymore i, I oh.
1: was so angry i was like what did they they wrote the whole brain thing what are, they never even describe it hardly a very futuristic vague terms whatever some brain anomaly they,
0: they can grow back limbs they can save people from being cybernetic life forms but they can't fix a brain tumors doesn't need- uh the thing that upset me the most about this show, and this is where they went wrong, this is where the whole show was derailed very quickly. It was simply when Picard said, "I could ask Joydy or Worf and all these guys to come with me, but I know they say yes." I have to get a new crew. That was the dumbest. <laughs> they would help writing.
1: Me. I don't. I can't. I can't use them. They would help I
0: can't, me. I, I can't. So essentially, it's I'm going through something pretty epic in my life who should I rely on? These new people whom I've never met.
1: (laughs) No relationship.
0: No relationship for most of them. Or, what would the fans rather see? I would have loved to have seen, I don't know, perhaps LaForge, who was Data's best friend, and see what LaForge was up to. And let LeVar Burton come in. He's too busy reading books. Yeah, him really flesh out his character. That'd been awesome if LeVar Burton, like if LaForge just retired and all he's doing is sit around. and He's a school teacher now. <laughs> They've got a kind of tie-in that reading rainbow thing. <laughs> he's That'd been podcaster. great. And and Warf, who doesn't want to see Warf again? Warf is just out teaching jiu-jitsu. That's all it is. He's 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 MMA fighting somewhere, drinking prune juice. Get all right. So here's my story. Here's my story. Get LaForge. Get Warf back go get barkley the guy that was always in the uh the hologram the holodeck doing weird stuff yeah
1: grew the big All brain right.
0: he, yeah get the get the get the guy who's kind of crazy in there uh address what happened to beverly crusher did she die how come she's not how come her and picard on her thing did they have a relationship and they break up or did she die i don't know he never literally never mentioned her that makes me angry slightly and they slightly never angry.
1: mentioned wesley how angry does that make you
0: Shut up about Wesley. <laughs> Nobody cares about Wesley. Uh, oh, yeah. So he was that, on after the after oh, show. Even the after show. He didn't it's make like the main I, show. That, you know what we need to do? We need to have an after after show where we talk about Wesley <laughs> talking about the show. Be like, shut up, Wesley. Wesley doesn't know. Like the Is there anyone
1: uh, more smug?
0: Than Wesley? <clears throat> uh I can't think of any. None are coming to mind. <laughs> He's so
1: smug.
0: Oh, Lord. Anyway, beard. You could even tie in some other interesting characters from other episodes and other other shows of Star Trek, other spinoffs. I would have loved to send Captain uh, Captain Sisko show up
1: somewhere. What is he up to? He was pretty cool. Well, it's not a a behind Star Trek. Where have they been?
0: I know. But here's the thing. But, they but, could have done that. I would have been satisfied but if they that's, would have just well, said. It's very clear. Just,
1: Patrick Stewart simply didn't want that. This was Patrick no. Stewart's thing. He was in charge. Hire, so apparently he, did he, didn't, he didn't want his old buddies back. Who did he hire to write this show? Like, uh, why? I, 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 can, could, I mean, I know. can tell you the writer. It's on Wikipedia. Care.
0: Well, you can Wikipedia that. I, I'm pretty sure Enrique could come up with a better story than this. Star Trek Picard. Writing. I mean, just The series awful. is uh,
1: Kurtzman revealed that the series would find that... Uh, da, 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 da. Is it Alex Kurtzman hoped would reinforce Goldsman? I don't know. They say all these names. I don't know who wrote it. Alex Kurtzman, maybe? Written by... I don't know. It says written by uh... Hey. They Akiva. Don't even know. <laughs> Who did this? Well, the first episode, there's a bunch of people on it. Alex Kurtzman, James Duff, Akiva, Michael Chabon. Michael Chabon's the main dude. I think he was kind of the showrunner as well. Uh, so, yeah. But for me, <laughs> the biggest, stupidest thing was, A, he didn't sacrifice his life to save the androids. It's just that his brain thing kicked into gear. I mean, yes, he died, but it was because of his brain thing, not because he sacrificed his life for the androids. And B, him getting put back into his old body that that mind that blew my mind. I was like, okay, so Patrick Stewart is an old person. He's an old actor. You can't really count on him. You know, something might happen between this season and next season. So they're going to make Picard this young strapping man. They're going to shoot Picard off on these new adventures. I would have been down for that. I would have been, you know what? It's not Star Trek really. It's just Picard and this body is basically Doctor Who, but I'm down for it. I like Doctor Who. But they stuck him in the same body. (laughs) I just, that blew my mind. Like when I saw that, I was like, Oh, I can't... Oh, wait. That's Patrick Stewart. Wow. Uh, that. But now, without a brain tumor, hemorrhage, whatever.
0: I'm serious. They, they had absolutely no clue what they were doing. I mean, okay. absolutely.
1: One other thing that irritated me. In his dream sequence there with, uh, you know, it's his, his heaven, I guess, or whatever the heck it was. When he's talking to Data. Mm-hmm. And Data says... Or they're talking about basically the end of life and the mean. They're trying to be very philosophical, which Star Trek, Next Generation, all that them shows were like. They has spoke a lot about this and that. This one was trying way too hard because there yeah. he's in his dream sequence and they're talking about Picard being old and dying. And Picard says, "You wanted me to do you a favor, yes, sir. When you leave." I would be profoundly grateful if you terminated my consciousness. You want to die? Not exactly, sir. I want to live, however, briefly, knowing that my life is finite. Mortality
0: gives meaning to human life, Captain. Peace. Love, friendship,
1: these are precious because we know they cannot endure.
0: Butterfly that lives forever is really not a butterfly at all.
1: Very well. I will do what you ask. What
0: that's, the, I, I'm serious. This is some of the worst writing I've seen in a long time.
1: What? So, y'all want to die? I don't want to die. I mean, I don't
0: want to die if you I'll get
1: very it. old and sick and have issues. I mean, I'm not there yet, but I'm sure if that happens, that's different. But I don't want to die. I don't want uh, that, to. That was. Uh, that philosophy thing, just I was like, "What? Why are y'all saying a butterfly that lives forever is not a butterfly? Why? Why is it not a butterfly? That explains nothing. Why is that butterfly not a butterfly? It lives I, forever. No, you have not answered my question, sir. <laughs> You've not answered my question. Some
0: of the worst writing, some of the worst writing I'd seen in a long time, was s- s- some characters that had that there was some. Tr- so, so just keep the characters that you have. They had an opportunity to really flesh some of them out and to have some to have some I- interesting characters. I'll be they're they're obviously going to have a season 2. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, I I will be interested in seeing how they drag this out, but it just it ran completely contrary to what Star Trek was really all about. I uh, it it did not feel like Star Trek to me. There was Star Trek in it with the characters and some of the stuff, but it was so It missed the point of Star Trek. Star
1: Trek is usually like a celebration of, you know, life and exploration and this and that. This was like trying way too hard to be more dark and like Picard's, you know, he's been scarred by the way things have gone. Disillusionment, all this stuff, which there's plenty of shows for that, but that's not Star Trek. Mm hmm. Star oh Trek yeah. Is, yeah. Star Trek's The Future. There's hope. There's things have been fixed and cured and there's the Federation of Planets. People are getting along and this was trying hard to like make uh, to me it was just it just wasn't Star Trek. It was, uh, it had it had the names. There was lots of name dropping. The coolest thing was Riker showing up in that cool ship and he was all cool leaned over, all cocky.
0: Because he's had a stroke, he's—I'm pretty sure he's had a stroke. That's Who? why he leans that way. John-
1: <laughs> no, he directed a lot of these episodes, I think, or at least a couple of them. Jonathan Frakes, love that guy. Uh, Riker, love that guy. He shows up in that ship. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Another thing, severely disappointing. They have all these amazing new Starfleet ships show up to fight these Romulans. And he's like, Riker literally says, basically, I hope you do test me. I hope you do try to fire on that planet. He wanted to fight. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to see an epic fight that we never got to see in those old cheesy 80s, 90s graphics. We're going to see it in the modern. No.
0: No. They ran out of money.
1: No, no, no. They just copied and pasted the ships and uh yeah, nothing happened. Nothing yep. happened.
0: It was awful. It was awful. I and wouldn't so, say it
1: was awful.
0: No, no, it was, it was awful. Nothing. I truly <laughs> no. I truly think it was awful. I I have been if I had to rank them right now watching Star Trek Discovery, I have somewhat been more enthralled with it than I have Picard. And I, I'm, I'm. Here's my, here's the thing. I'm going to give Star Trek Se- Discovery season two a chance, just to see if it can at, break free from this trap that it has. Because it's, it, it, it's trying to be edgy. It doesn't need to be edgy. Oh. It needs to be Star Trek.
1: <laughs> Let's make this edgy. Let's say the f word.
0: Oh yeah, like what? What's the deal with these with these shows that? Don't. They think that's edgy. That's not edgy. That that's not interesting. It's a Star Trek. Star Trek's supposed to be about this culture, people going on adventures, you developing and seeing this arc of the characters develop themselves and and. It's their supposed to be
1: about humanity developing beyond where we're at now. <laughs>
0: And we and I mean, apparently where we're at now is that we
1: really hate androids. Yes, and uh, uh, like Raph and the other guy were smoking and drinking the whole time, which is nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I don't like I don't like how everybody in Next Generation had their act together. They we don't even have money. And we just we kind of do our own thing, and now now it's all of a sudden it's like this. Everybody has a, a substance abuse problem. Everybody's and got PTSD. Everybody, everybody had PTSD.
1: Well, is that? I mean, I to guess- all
0: writers currently writing any shows, having people curse, have substance abuse, or PTSD does not make your show edgy. That's just that's original.
1: It's been yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ah, uh, it's been done.
1: But I mean, is that a sign of the times? That's just the sign of the times we live in. Like that's what people think about, talk about. I mean, that's everybody has issues. So like, we need people, the characters people can relate to. So we need to make these characters that have the same issues. But uh, the people were the same in the eighties and nineties, but the shows weren't like that. They gave us yeah. hope. Like I liked Star Trek: Next Generation because, like, you know what? It's an. Es- I can go here, and it's an escape. And oh, look at this future world where, oh, they ran into some problems, but they fixed it with positive thinking, <laughs> positive actions, friendship.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's just.
1: It, we were it, not it's fans. Ter- hey, hey, Picard, not BGS approved.
0: No, no, not by by anybody.
1: And that's why we decided not, not to do a pod snap over this thing because after we had watched the whole thing, we we're like, it's not a. Hey, episode by episode not enough happened or not enough happened that we even cared about b it, it, the way yeah the way the overall story is like mm, no i don't want to i don't want to mandalorian yeah. blew this out of the water as far as episodic and even, television
0: and yeah and that's what i mean episodic television you could pull it off and you can do it right and Mandalorians are great That's a great example of that. It
1: had a few stumbles, but overall great TV show, funny, (laughs) engaging. uh, You felt good when you was watching it. I didn't get any of that from Picard. Nope. Aside from some of the forced nostalgia and even seven of nine, she's like jaded and disillusioned. I was like, everybody in the show has become jaded and disillusioned. I've got enough of that in the world. Why do I need that in Star Trek? I'm,
0: I'm jaded and disillusioned with this subject. I'm done. I gotta get off here. Okay. Right. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and everything else. Board at gmail.com. I'm disillusioned.
1: Me I'm too. I'm done. Me too. Uh, me too. Me too. Okay.
0: I'm 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 done. I'm not gonna I'll
1: get be- off of here and cry. I'm not.
0: I'll see you later, GM.
1: <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the board game snobs. Stay classy.